Hello and welcome to the Parent Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Versa Duplessis, autism activist and dad to two autistic sons. I'm joined, as always, by Johanny Meiring, founder of Parent Reality. Hello, Johanny. Hello, Versa. Today, we'll be discussing uh, dealing with the new reality. Uh, and this obviously relates to the coronavirus pandemic, uh, which has thrown our whole world into a bit of a tizzy. Um, Ioanni, what was the first thing you thought of when the lockdown was announced? Oh, well, so I think all of us are really in a kind of a shock. I think there is lots happening in our world that um, we cannot really understand right now. But dealing with the reality is really hard. <laughs> and um, coming to terms with the reality, I think, is the biggest thing um, to really just, um, you know, structure your mind and your life accordingly yeah absolutely it's um it's about a new way of thinking about a new uh approach to to handling your life i think for us uh, a big thing was planning um having a more structured day routine being more uh, thoughtful about um how we how we structure our days what do you think are good hints and tips for parents uh, to deal with these new reality? I think we're still just getting into it. Um, SA is only going into lockdown on Thursday. And, um, you know, I think we, we all are, are moving left and right. And, you know, you're thinking of ideas. And, and for us specifically, I've just realized for me as a parent is to stay calm. <laughs> because the moment I get stressed or um, start uh, you know, flapping around, everyone flaps with me. And, um, yeah, that, that is the biggest thing. And I, the moment I have calm, I can actually think of what to do next. And a very important little saying that I have going in my head is to just do the next right thing and not to think too far ahead. Um, so tips, I think, you know, if it comes to special needs kids, we – in, in our lives, as special needs parents, we have gone through crisis, right? So we have had diagnosis, trauma, and we have um, adjusted accordingly. And this is one of those things. And I think actually we all have a bit of a makeup inside of us to deal with this crisis. Okay. And, and what are the parents in your network saying? Well, they are very quiet <laughs> across all mediums they are really quiet I think we are all adjusting and I think we are all trying to stay calm and not um, just blabbing anything um, because you also have to really filter what you listen to and what you don't listen to right to just um, to you know adapt for your own reality so yeah I think we're just adjusting and people are giving some positive hints here and there, especially to keep the kids busy, you know, um, doing some homeschooling activities and um, trying to just connect with your child over this time. But I think more and more things will start to present itself as we go on. Looking to the future, what do you think are the biggest issues that uh, parents of special needs children will have to deal with in this new reality? I think as always planning, we will definitely have to um, not plan and worry about too, you know, too far ahead, but 
to actually just think of, but what will work for us today and what will maybe work for us this week um, to not get into a crisis mode of maybe not having medication ready, not having enough nappies for my children, um, you know, just the physical things because that's what the focus is on right now, isn't it? It's really on um, working with the essentials and we all have been so used to luxuries all around and having um, entertainment when we needed, having be able to go out when we wanted to, when we needed to, but now we will have to adjust. So, yeah, structuring and planning um, and doing it in a, in a joyful way <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> and uh, in terms of coping mechanisms, what can you recommend? Coping mechanisms... I think especially for us as parents um, would be to, you know, find the things um, like when we talk about self-care is just to what will work for you in this situation because we cannot withdraw right now. We cannot, you know, leave the house and get a bit of downtime. We have to make it work inside the house. Um, but I think we all know what it is, you know, even if it's just going into the bathroom and having a bath or, um having your little space where where you ask your spouse maybe if I can just have half an hour by myself um, in the morning at nine o'clock um, and just take that half an hour to unwind a bit. Um, yeah, working really on on finding your your little places of calm so that you can think of what needs to happen next. Absolutely. And um I mean, we, <laughs> I think both you and I are the same and that we're always going to look for silver linings. Uh, what are the positives that you think we can take away from this pandemic? I think the crucial thing of this whole um, world change is changing our rushed lives. I, I just really have a, a very big impression about that, um, you know, for a long time, I have tried to, in my life, you know, look at that and not to be not too rushed, not too scheduled, not too overwhelmed by life because of its busyness. And suddenly, all of this happens out of all of our control and and we are forced to sit down. And you know what? Um, if we can walk away after this and and put connection and relationships first again and not just rushing through life with all its complexities and responsibilities it might just be a bit simpler our you know our whole approach to our realities that's i think that's that's really really useful so uh moving on to our audience questions um we had another question which asked how do I nurture sibling relationship between my special needs child and his neurotypical sister, especially for her to understand neurotypically that meltdowns, etc., are not the norm for her and don't need to be? Siblings, especially now, we're really going to experience this in the houses now because, you know, when we are all up in each other's faces all the time, this thing breaks out. It's the siblings um, either you know, working together for a small bit and fighting for a long bit and um, looking, like she said, 
at the other one's behavior and maybe copying it. Um, I've just realized that, you know, you have to not always be the referee when it comes to sibling relationships. I, I think we tend to do that thing of saying who was right and who was wrong and discipline and um, make things correct to teach our kids. We have to teach our kids. But sometimes when we withdraw, and I'm saying that in caution because, you know, kids can get hurt, especially if it gets to autism and that, but maybe just get taking ourselves out of the situation a bit and letting it unfold because um, relationships are built like that in, in people finding each other and actually having space in telling each other exactly what they think. You know, um, I, I also see that neurotypical children um, need the venting space in in situations like these to just say, but, um, you know, if they can do it, why can't I do it? And if, um, if they can get it, why can't I get it? They need to have that space. And every time we will have to explain, but... Um, let it happen. You know, try try not to control the situation too much. Thank you very much. Well, I think that's that's it for today. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we hope you found the conversation helpful. Join us next week when we'll be discussing special needs and family relationships. As always, if you want to get in touch, search Parent Reality on Facebook and Instagram. Visit the website and don't forget to send your questions to podcast at parentreality.co.za. Remember to subscribe, rate and review and share on social media. Thanks for listening and until next week, see you soon.